I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into a very toothy episode of the podcast, Theanos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who aggressively goes after Chum. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you tonight, buddy? I am doing well. And by your references, I'm feeling like this might be a a shark reference. Is it, it Shark Week already? It is Shark Week. I'm I'm surprised that we made it to Wednesday and you had no idea that it was Shark Week. It's the best week of the year, Eric. I I tend to tune out shark related media, evidently. Yeah, that's that's a mistake. Have, so you haven't yeah. caught any Shark Week yet? No, I no no. Why can't I watch Shark? documentaries or propaganda all year round i mean you can but when it's all concentrated into one week it just becomes more of an event something to to take in with your fellow shark uh enthusiasts like me i i I, well you are my only fellow shark enthusiast it's not much of a holiday around here there is no way that's true there is definitely someone else in your life that likes shark week as much as i do you just haven't found them yet I feel like this comes up every year, and you are a, a true enthusiast. Absolutely. So in, in so every night right now they're doing it where, like, in the, the 9 o'clock hour, there's a celebrity that ends up getting in the, um, the water Cage. with the sharks. So on Monday it was Mike Tyson, Shaq on Tuesday, and Will Smith okay. um, on – the Tyson thing I saw the promos for, and I was a little confused. Like, what does Mike Tyson have to do with sharks? And this now explains it to me. The the Mike Tyson episode was was truly horrific. He is uh, unbearable <laughs> to watch. Um, but basically, he had to get in the water with sharks. That was the, the sum yeah. total of it. And Are they doing the cage thing? Are these big sharks or what's he happening? Was, he was in the Caribbean. That's not even where the Great Whites are. He, the, the the biggest one that can get you in the Caribbean is, is the tiger shark, and he wasn't even yep. dealing with tiger sharks. And here's the thing about tiger sharks. Mike Tyson owned a tiger. Homie, why are you afraid of yeah, tiger sharks right. when you had a tiger in your house? Yeah. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Can you name more species of sharks or San Jose sharks? Oh, species of sharks, without a doubt. Can I, you I name don't know that one I can... San Jose shark? No. 
I could probably name you 10 NHL players in, in total. You, yeah, it's like soccer on ice. You should give it a, give it a peek sometime. One thousand percent will not do that. Um, so would you cage dive with sharks? Uh, not of my own volition and choosing. Like if I had some, like, I'm not doing that for fun. If I had to win a bet or something, maybe I would. I'm not like terrified of it, but it's not some like my first choice to go do for fun. So how much how much money would have to be on the line to to win said bet to get you in the water? Is it more of a pride like, thing? It'd probably be more of a pride thing. Like most sharks are fairly benign. Yes, yeah. I mean, Definitely. yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't take me much, but I'm not just going to choose it. it it's kind of like my experience with with caving. One time I went and did cave exploring and it was kind of tight and I'm like, you know, I'm glad I did it, but I'm not going to choose to do that again. I feel like swimming with sharks would be kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, maybe to do once, but I'm not probably going to choose it. I'm too old for that crap, Paul. You are. You are very old. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point with the caving. I don't. I think I'd rather get in the the water with the sharks than go caving. I have maybe a hair bit of claustrophobia, and plus, like, yeah, we're both tall guys. Like, yeah, it's it's a little. It, I did okay there. with the caving until at one point, I, you know, I was pretty thick with two C's at the time. Like the cave was touching my belly and the in the top, and I was crawling on my on my stomach. Oh. And the cave, I was on the cave floor, and I could feel the the top of the cave on my bum, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm 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 feeling it a little bit." It, was, it wasn't fun. Yeah, even hearing that makes me cringe a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, people aren't here for cave stories, Hall. No, Do we have any shark right? stories? <laughs> so this brings us to the to the leadoff question for the week. Which tiger do you think would enjoy shark diving the most? Oh, um, somebody who's kind of real uh, tough headed and and spun. I, I would think like a guy like Mikey Matuk. Now I know he's not around here anymore, he but he be. seemed kind of a adulty kind of meathead kind of guy who would try anything. Somebody like that, I'd guess. I'd agree. I could see Johnny Schreiber for whatever reason being a big shark guy. I could see him. Being okay. You, right. Just because everything is him is a little eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. I wasn't necessarily yeah. why, but throws, I feel his like adventures. You're making sure. my argument stronger than I was, so I'll, I'll go. I'm here to help. I'm trying to be a blessing these days. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric. Eric Wayne's brain. One of these times, I am going to get that right. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And at Podcastianos, we've been adding the uh, photos to the gram for the show at Podcastianos. And if you want to see my zoo photography, it's at Jordino4. Um, I'd like to say that there's other things on there. Right now, there's not. The, the, the photo. No shark pictures? No. Well, I, I haven't been in yet. So um, let's go. But the, the zoo photography contest is coming back up. So I'm, I'm running, uh, running some of my photos out there to see which the, which the people like. Uh, it's a big time. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. The season is shorter. Our season is shorter. And that means that reviews and ratings count double. Sure. Thank, thanks for being, thanks for participating. Be a friend. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcastianos. So, Eric, another week down, another week with the Tigers currently in the playoffs. As yes. of the time of recording, we have that top wild card spot locked up and are a top half AL offensive club. A 
couple weeks ago, we were a little excited. How excited are we now? So up until two games ago, like this was the pinnacle of the last half decade of Tigers baseball. Literally. Like first place, right? We were what, nine and five? five? Yeah, like riding high. The, the, it felt pretty good. The the Tigers, uh, I mean, people were under no delusions. This is like finding something a little extra. You know, like you go to a hotel or a restaurant and they say, oh, this is complimentary. And you get that little twinge of, oh, I didn't expect that. That's kind of nice. And I felt like ev- everybody was just like, mm, this is a nice little treat. You know, it's yeah, a little extra. Absolutely. Everybody's kind of happy about it. Yeah, you tweeted, like, we haven't seen Tiger Twitter uh, this happy since dot, dot, dot. And it really yep. is, like, it's been a long time since it's been, it's been a happy place. Maybe since we started doing the show. Except for even then we had expectations. And any time we lost right. any games, then people were pissed. Like, yeah, this is just a weird little oasis in the desert that is following a not very good baseball right. team. People were so unfamiliar with joy. They did not know what to do with themselves. Like it was, it was, everybody was happy. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I'm seeing right now baseball reference has us at just under 15% chance to make the postseason and a 0.1% chance to win the world series. Uh, I, I know you're a high roller, you know, you're a real wagerer. How much money are you, are you putting on this tiger's club? Well, first of all, Hey, baseball reference, screw you. I mean, second place at, in right now so so that's selling a little short yeah um i mean if i were a wager i would not put anything on us to win the world (laughs) series you know i could i i might put a cheeky buck on us to win the division um but i don't think we're gonna win the division and i know we're not gonna win the world series but that doesn't mean we can't make the playoffs and have a a good fun season like the last two games the last two games against the white Sox straightened out some of our joy a little bit is that fair to say like they exposed some of our weaknesses a little bit but to be fair and we'll get to this in a little later boyd was coming up and we always knew that let's just say it was going to hit the over when boyd was back on the mound okay so i I guess today i get i give a little bit of a pass but yeah there is reason to um think that the cracks are starting to show but we don't have to go there yet i will a feeling we'll eventually yeah. get there. We don't have to yeah, go enjoy there. it as long as you can. You know, we're over 500. What more do you want, people? Yeah, be happy. So, one of the big pieces of positivity has been the candy man. I have to admit that, um, over the last couple of years, I had started to grow skeptical, but he's sure. quietly putting together a nice month of August, and I'd assume is now going to be our everyday first baseman. What's the candy man showing you? Yeah, I think he's the everyday first baseman. I he made a kind of some not fielding errors, but like tactical blunders about when to break to the base and when to go after the ball. You can show he's just ha- doesn't have a ton of experience at first. I think he, with a little bit more seasoning, I think he'd be perfectly capable of playing that position, but I don't think it's the most mentally taxing of positions. I think, I think like you say, just a little bit of seasoning and he should be fine. Yes. There. He was yep. actually, he was actually putting up positive defensive war at third. I mean, ever so yeah. slightly mm-hmm. positive at yep. third base. You can do that. He looked good over there. Third base. I thought more than going to, you'll be capable of of handling first eventually. 
Right. Um, he came out of the gate, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, just kind of scuffling again, a lot of like what we've seen, but then it turned it on with, with some hits, a, a little bit of power. Um, he's at, he's batting 238, uh, 733 OPS. Um, but a lot of that he gained late. So yeah. that the late performance is strong in August. He's 11 for 29, five extra base hits, five RBIs slugging 720. Um, I, Honest, I mean, admittedly, that's, you know, 29 at-bats. It's, the, what, the 12th right. of August. Um, you know, small sample size. But the season is a small sample size. And right. uh, he has he has started to restore my faith, if even just a little bit. Yeah. Does he look like Chance the Rapper? This is embarrassing, considering you're, like, 26 years older than me. But I don't, I can't actually conjure in my mind what Chance the Rapper looks like. So I'm going to have to. I think he looks like first. Chance the Rapper. And some people said, oh, yeah, I see it. And some people made fun of, fun of me. Yeah. Speak- Which is probably always the safer bet. Only, like, six people are going to enjoy this. But um, Beck tweeted out a picture of CJ Crone today in his Chelsea shirt. And oh, Robert Baker on, on Twitter pointed out that he looked a little like Eden Hazard. And he actually oh. did. Okay, obviously, I can see that. CJ's behind is is much smaller than Mr. Hazard's, but um, I'm like, For sure. huh, interesting. I never noticed that before. So I, I guess to wrap up the Jamer thought, he is on the precipice of fading into quad A player or a triple A player for on the precipice of fading but into now... being a marginally decent starter on a not very good major league team. Well, yeah, that's where he is now. I mean, but he's got some upside, right? He's got, he's toolsy yet. If he can get his approach and, and uh, ride some of this hot streak and feel more comfortable with that. I mean, he could, he could be an everyday starter starter. I don't, I don't know that I'm giving him toolsy. He's got like a strong, uh, what was that first base for a third baseman? Like what, uh, Derek Lee. He's got strong Derek Lee vibes. Like okay. at his peak, maybe he's hitting like 280 with, you know, marginal power. Um, but you know, we don't have anyone else that can do that at third base right now. So I guess we'll take it. Um, yeah. But I, I do want to see Candyman um, stick because by all accounts he does seem like a, a pretty lovely guy. Um, and this is fun. He's uh, nearly put in as much WAR in 12 games as he did in his entire injury plagued uh, 2019. So yeah, that's there you thing. go. Uh, yep. So let's let's bum ourselves out just a little bit and go with our uh, and this is a, an audio podcast, so you can't see it. But <laughs> my air quotes ace uh, Matthew Boyd absolutely got hammered today uh, by the by the White yeah. Sox, who you know to be fair are a, a very good offensive team. Um, even during his breakout year last year, we were wondering like, is this for real? Um, think we have enough evidence to say that no it, it was not for real um <laughs> where are you at with our uh matthew uh friend here well uh, i really thought he had blossomed he had turned a corner or whatever and he was going to be our ace not like a dominant ace but our best starter for the next couple years and somebody we would want to keep and uh, used to supplement our gang of, of young pitchers and looking at the statistics around him, uh, made me kind of question that a little bit. So Chris Brown shares, um, since January 1st of last year, he's had 24 starts, 
132 innings pitched, 6.34 ERA, which is the worst in baseball. He's given up two and a half home runs per nine. Uh, and he's had, he's had a lot of strikeouts, but in th- three walks per nine, like he, he was, he came out kind of slow, had that real hot burst. And then now is he back or is this a hitch? I did see a little bit more analysis today where he was talking about wanting to, he was pitching too much to the, to the computer, to the analysis and thinking too much about a certain spin plane and stuff. But then he promised to be better next time. And okay. How much of that is eyewash explanation or is there something to that? I don't know, but I think it's fair to say Matthew boy has some, has some serious problems right now. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's go back to the trade deadline last season. That was kind of when we had another sore spot had the serious discussion like all right do we cash him in his value is never going to be higher i think i think it's become a foregone conclusion that yes we we should have traded him um but so we get to the end of the year and we're like holy crap what do we have in matt boyd first half great second half obviously not good and a lot of home runs throughout somehow he's actually managed to bump up his home run rate from last year to this year not not ideal and he's reverted to career norms for strikeouts um this is this is a bad look for avila because he's kind of stubbed his toe by not moving fulmer and now maybe not moving uh not moving matthew here so i don't know so there is one little uh, little glimmer of hope for Boyd. He's yielding a, a 397 BABIP against. Not okay. saying that it's all bad luck, because obviously it's not, but there is a little bit of positive regression yep. to him. And and there he he pitched yeah, there's a couple nasty pitches that got blooped or knocked in too. So I, I could see a little bit of bad luck. Yeah. So um, you know, I, I, there's nothing we can do with him. Like he's he's running out there yeah. every fifth day. And For you sure. just have to hope that um, he can make an adjustment. The the coaching staff can can find something because there is obviously a talented pitcher in there. You don't strike out sure. that many guys without having the stuff to do so. Um, just if all you're doing is striking out all those guys, you turn into Tyler Chatwood, and you know that's that's not ideal for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one bummer to another, as you all know by now, CJ Crone, who was essentially campaigning for probably Avila's best free agent signing um, took a yep. pretty nasty looking knee, knee injury and he's likely uh, going to be out for the year. I saw this on Twitter. And is I, that right? Is it, is that new? That must be news. I haven't seen. You think he's likely, out for the year? Like, I mean, likely uh, he'll need surgery sucks. And if he needs surgery, I mean, yeah, this, then he is this out. year, then it'll be out for the year. Um, I, I, I don't know who tweeted this. I should have, uh, written it down i did that i actually wrote down who tweeted it something last week so uh, obviously that hey 50 percent's fine yeah it's fine 50 percent puts you in the hall of fame um for sure so anyway how is it that we have one injury to a person who we just signed this year away from having to shift somebody away from their natural position to cover first base yeah I, we had we have no first baseman by trade well cabrera but we've un first baseman him so yeah we're we're out of options you move candy over there he'll he'll be fine but he's not 
seasoned over there. I'm a little surprised that they called up Willie Castro and not somebody like, um, what is it? Frank Schwindel or something or some, um, some first baseman by trade. I was a little surprised by that, but I suppose Harold Castro can play some first. We, you know, we had, um, Mercer could play first, but he's not around anymore. I mean, Nico can play first, but they don't, I think they don't want to move him off a shortstop. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the thinking, is if you bring up Willie, then that means you can move Nico across, which I, I agree. I-, I personally wouldn't move him off yeah. that, but yeah. and obviously Willie can play some third, can play some second. Like, um, uh, there is... Do you put Mickey back out there? Yeah, why not? You're it's just, not exactly you're just... like he's raking as the DH. Yeah, why right. not? Well, the the thing, the problem there is you fill one hole and create another. Like, do you have such a good hitter that you're going to put somebody else at DH? No, like, but your DH can be far more flexible. It can be any position. It could be Grayson Griner, the way he hit today. It could be Willie Castro. <laughs> if Grayson Griner is our DH, I'm going to crawl in a hole and cry. <laughs> there is one other option out there. I saw it floated. There is a young man down on the farm by the name of Spencer Torkelton, who uh, I don't yeah. know, this, but he's now a third baseman, but he played a little bit of first in college. Yeah. What is, what's, what's the issue? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, he's not getting any minor league. He can't get any minor league experience. Give me the cons I, I, here, essentially. I, I, I don't see any, and that's I guess that's coming from a fan's brain. But I, I don't see he, the issue. With he gets that. exposed to major league players and just overwhelmed and demoralized. I gotta be that, honest. I guess that's the narrative. Strike me as the kind of kid that that can happen to. Right. Um. Or do you look at some free agent guys? Uh, Logan Morrison. Nope. Was, was <laughs> just released. Good on Logan. Probably because he's horrible. Uh, Greg Bird was. Available. Greg Bird, I might take a, a flyer on. Although the thing is, the Yankees are such good talent evaluators. If they let you go, there's probably a reason for that. He wasn't even with the uh, Yankees with the Rangers, I think. Oh yikes! They, yeah, and, but um, no, I, I would probably just stay in house, and I, I probably wouldn't, if especially if they're thinking of making him into a third baseman. That goes very much against the narrative. If you run him up at first. Yeah, it's no good. I guess. <clears throat> I guess. Oh so sad. <laughs> Nobody loves us. So let's move back to the outfield. Um, you had mentioned you wanted to talk about the rise of Jacoby Jones. Um, this is a guy. Will that... he win the MVP? And yes, by how many votes? <laughs> uh, That's what I was talking about. He's he's had a a tremendous start to the year. He's he's maybe faded a little bit in the last week or so. Um. He's always had the tools. Uh, on the buy-in scale, where are you at? One to ten. I don't know. I, I, this, I mean, he should be good. This is his peak years. Jacoby Jones is not young. Jacoby Jones is 28 years old. He's been around forever. We know he's got tools. Like, if he can't put it together now in his prime, like, he's not going to. So, like, um... Am I a true believer? No, I think this is pretty much a flash of his peak brilliance. And this is you just capitalize on it while you can. Um, But it's fun to be excited about it. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that what we are seeing right now is what he can put together in short stretches. Yeah. If you have a, like, I feel like I've said this a million times in the show. If you have a good team, you can have a center fielder who can really go get it and who can get hot for a couple weeks at a time hitting at the bottom of your order. It's just when he is, has to be one of the better hitters in the order, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's just uh, another guy in that regard. Yeah. Um, he's our best hitter right now by far. Easily. Yep. Especially with, with CJ, CJ down. Obviously, yep. Scope making a little bit of a comeback um, with the absolute monster shot today. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's any doubt. Jacoby and your boy, him. your boy, Willie. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm still in on Willie. Like I, you are full Willie style. Yeah, I. In it. I do think Willie is the shortstop of the future, and that doesn't mean I want to get rid of Nico. I just think, you know, I, I Nico right. could be the blank whatever of the future. He could anywhere. Right. Um, yep. Hopefully, utility man of the future. But, um, yep. yeah, no, big, big Willie guy. All right, and last up before we move on to your power rankings, Daniel Norris made mm. uh, the. Play of the week, shall we say? The the diving um, tag to get the runner on the same play. This was on, yeah, go ahead. CJ Crone. What a play. It was, but he didn't have any choice because Crone was in the fetal position after taking that ball. And I'm just wondering what your take on this is. Was that play hustle and grit? Or is that just being reckless and throwing yourself around? And I ask because the biggest thing with Daniel Norris is keeping him healthy and letting him establish a pattern and a rhythm. And throwing yourself around like that is not conducive to continuing to be out there. It's not. But that is who Daniel Norris is. I feel like if you take Mm -hmm. away the little bit extra that – as, as he he is a little bit extra, as the kids would say. Yeah, he and is. And if you take that away from him, I'm not sure what you have left considering he already at times seems to be lacking in confidence. Um, okay. I mean, I don't think there's any question that it's probably a little bit reckless, but he's he can't stop that, and I, I don't think he should. Just let him be a bulldog out there. I guess. I mean – I, okay. I don't know that we're ever getting Daniel Norris as a 200 inning pitcher. I think we just no, need to get get used to that and appreciate the what he can give us. You yep. know, just like with Jacoby, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, our idealized Everything. version yep. of a left-handed stud. It can be a little bit different, and you know, he's he's somebody we all like. Maybe 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 that's enough. He is likable, is he not? He's he's very likable. Yep. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
it's funny that we just got done talking about Daniel Norris. Uh, I often do not take power ranking suggestions, but I did see a tweet from Dan Hogan 95 and he asks, what jobs would Daniel Norris have if he had never found baseball? So I have for you the top seven and bottom three jobs Daniel Norris would have if he wasn't a baseball player. I saw this one. I'm glad you're answering this. This is a good topic. Okay. Starting at number seven is bartender. Bartender. So a couple of years ago, I was at this distillery kind of fancy bar and I looked at all the fancy drinks and I didn't really, none of them really appealed to me. So I saw, I, I said to the bartender, uh, I would like your, your whiskey, uh, old fashioned, please. And he looks at me with his little spirally mustache and hipster hair. And he looks at me and he says with complete sincerity, I would love to make that for you. And it was the most heartfelt, sincere thing I had ever heard. And I was convinced this man truly wants to make me an old fashioned. And he, and it was delicious. You know, it it came and I enjoyed the drink. And, And to me, Daniel Norris looks like the kind of guy who knows about different types of ice. You know, he, he seems like he'd be big into tinctures. I don't know what like that is. Like an apothecary, but... you know. So bartender is number seven. That is fantastic. Couldn't agree okay. more. Okay. Number six is alpaca whisperer. <laughs> you know, he doesn't he look like he, he knows right where to stroke an alpaca, you know, to, <laughs> to calm the, the beast, right? Yes. He looks like he knows maybe a lot about alpaca psychology. (laughs) That's number six. If that is number six, I can't wait for these next ones. (laughs) Number number five is Tinsmith. You know, a guy who forms kettles and and things out of tin. Or just things out of tin, of course. Yeah, he maybe dabbles in some pewter now and then. He's good with a punch. Because blacksmithing, let's face it, blacksmithing these days is a little too mainstream. Oh, for sure. For no, Daniel no doubt about that. So number five is a tinsmith. Okay. Number four for Daniel Norris Jobs is a goat cheese monger. <laughs> okay. So those, doesn't he look like he could tend a small herd of goats? Yeah, oh, for you sure. Know? For sure. I'm, and I'm and mil- sure milk them does. by hand. <laughs> You know, in a nice copper pot and and create cheeses with some hand selected organic bacteria of oh, some sort. No to, doubt about that. Yeah. You know, a nice cheesecloth. People are coming up to his small organic farm on weekends for his cheese. Okay. Number three is vagabond or or hobo. So, you know, he does look like a professional wanderer, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he could just just wander around. It looks like he'd be very good at, at having barrel fires. Oh, yeah, definitely. Alley, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah. carry his uh, possessions in a bandana over a stick. What's that called? <laughs> a knapsack. Yeah, there you go. Could he could tie a knapsack really, really well, I think. Okay, number two is a cooper. And as you know, a cooper is a maker of barrels or casks, you know, 
Okay. He looks like he could sit down and just talk for hours about, you know, just the right way to soak the wood to get that nice cask. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. <laughs> and number one, you, you have a guess? I really don't. No. Okay, number one job Daniel Norris would have if he was not playing baseball is deckhand on a schooner. <laughs> like he knows all the boat lingo, you know, port and starboard and how to how to cleat a line and look over the sea contemplatively <laughs> and write write poems about you know the ocean and Open sing water. sea sing shanties. That's that's number one. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So um so now the 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 least likely the worst jobs that Daniel Morris would have if he didn't find baseball. Number third from the worst would be insurance underwriter. Like to me, insurance seems boring and insurance is also seems very anti Norris to me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, number two is hedge fund manager. Yeah. Cause it's kind of greasy and finance. Yeah. Soulless, you know, DN has a lot of soul. Yeah. Right. And he, he never looks rich. He's probably a, a fairly wealthy man. You'd imagine would you, so, yeah. Would, you, would anybody guess he's a wealthy individual by the look of him? No. He carries no. most of his soul right here in his hair, I would I would say. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Speaking, he's got as much hair as you don't yeah, right now. That is the truth. Yeah. So here. number one worst job for Daniel Norris. You got have a guess? I don't. No. no. It's going to be comptroller. <laughs> I don't really know what a comptroller is. But it sounds um, so suburban. Oh, it has to be the most, it's the most boring job I can imagine. It's like an accountant, but you don't account. You just like judge other people's accounting, I, from what I can tell. And yeah, I'm sorry to all the comptrollers out there. Like, I don't want to upset comptroll Twitter. Throwing a but lot of comptroller shade. That That seems like a lousy job. Come at me. Okay, that's all I got. I, I have honorable mentions. Shall I save those for the end, or you ready for them now? Let's do them now. Why okay. Um, honorable mention, National Park Ranger. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Photographer. His photography is legitimately good. I'm sure he has enough scarves and fedoras to, to make that look complete. For sure. Uh, basket weaver. Yeah. Okay. Vintage hat store owner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that one might be it. And finally, listener. <laughs> just just the listener. Now that's, that's a millennial that's job right there. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, what have you seen along the road running? Nothing along the road running. I've had a little bit of uh, lower back issues in the last week or so, <laughs> so I can't say that I've spent a lot of time on the road, unfortunately. So let's skip right over that and go back to you. For Twitter questions. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Oh, Twitter questions. Man, this is a lot of meat. Okay, I'm going to read the questions, then you just answer all of them. All right. Be... All right. So um, Dan Hogan asked about Daniel Norris. I think we have that covered. I think you cover that in depth. Maybe okay. probably more than Dan was was imagining when he <laughs> sent press send. Yeah, that was thorough. I, I feel. Um, Rajcast81 asks, do you guys miss ballpark food at all? 
So as you guys know, I spent the entire summer at the ballpark oh, last year yeah. with the Traverse City Pit Spitters. Um, and as such, I ate ballpark food pretty much every night of the week for, mm. what is it, four months. And I can safely say that, no, I am not missing ballpark food. I, I ate more than enough uh, single slices of BC pizza and fries for a lifetime. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I certainly don't miss the cost. It's kind of expensive. Let's mean other than last summer, neither of us are at the ballpark like enough right. that it's a, a regular part of our diets. I feel like the ballpark food contributes to the ambiance of what you're doing. It's part of the experience, but it's not an end in itself. No, definitely not. Especially, right. I, I consider myself fairly cheap. I would say that you you probably do also. <laughs> like, sure. Um, typically, it ends up being somebody else in my group who is the one that consumes said ballpark food, not myself. There you go. There you go. So, no, we're not missing it all that much, is the answer, evidently. Robert Baker asks, since the whole playoff system is a crapshoot, do we have a better chance of seeing Manning and Fido since they're Rule 5 eligible than Mize and Scooble? So I think we need to address the first part of this question is uh, Manning and Fido will not be exposed to the Rule 5 draft, right? Am I understanding? I mean, they'll be put they'll on be the put on the 40 man, right, almost right. assuredly. So I think it's an, yeah, I don't think that's a qualification. I would assume that means if he, if, that he's thinking if they're going to be put on it over the summer or over the winter, why wouldn't you put it on it, put them on oh, it yeah. sooner and then have them be, you know, able to play, which I think so, is a possibility, but I I'm going to ask a different question All right. of Manning, Fiedo, Mize and Scooble. In what order do they appear in a Tigers jersey? Mize, Manning... Fiedo, Scooble. Or possibly, really? Possibly. Okay. Mize will, will no doubt be the first one. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Then I would say Scooble, actually. I don't know. I, I think I think Fiedo might be the next to come up just because okay. he will likely... I, I think he's a... a he's a little older, isn't he? He's a, yeah. yeah, he's a reliever. He was a college kid. He's got to be a little older. Okay, you talk me into maybe it. Maybe a, a crapshoot between the other two. I, I just, there's been more momentum around Manning. He was in camp earlier. Like, if... If one of the two of them's coming up this year, it's going to be Manning. I think. Really? So. Okay. All right. Uh, Jacob Skronik asks, Eric, draft your starting nine from Star Trek, the next generation characters. Where do you play the Borg? Uh, they're the Borg. You can play them all over. Right? They're everywhere. Are you asking me, right? Because I have no comment on the yeah. subject. We're going we're gonna to skip right along. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty know. narrow lens of people interested in that one. Had um, last week. Uh, so Cam Gerard asks you, do you listen to music or podcasts when you run? I exclusively listen to podcasts and of that, right. I exclusively listen to soccer podcasts. Which yeah. I, you wouldn't want any rhythm to get in the way of your running, I just, you know, so cadences. This is going to come as, as a shock to just about everyone, but I'm actually not a big music guy. Typically I would pick silence over music and really? pick podcasts over silence. So wow. yeah, I just, there you go. There's a few artists I like, but by and large, um, I'm picking a marginal soccer podcast over any music. There you go. Uh, uh, Cam asks me, what's your what's my go to disc golf driver, mid range and putter? So I would say my go to driver right now is a pro beast. Mm. My mid range is a champ you know, a champ shark three. And my putter is a. Uh, 
is a judge, a dynamic disc, disc classic soft judge is my putter. Classic soft. I was I was just going to ask, is there something like well, plastic, yeah. feather or soft or touch? I feel like anytime there's anything like around the green, whether it be disc golf yeah, or regular yeah. golf, that there it has to have that buzzword in there for it to, to sell. So what's, what's feeling this? a little judgment, but that's all right. Oh no, it's okay. It's it's true. <laughs> the pain is truthful. So what, what's the deal with uh, disc golf? Everything kind of open throughout uh, all this. What's the what's the situation yeah. there? Is, disc golf's a good social distance sport. I mean, you, you're outside. You're kind of spread out. Um, you know, you have to pull your disc out of the basket, but that's not a, a big risk. So yeah, a lot of disc golf. I wrecked my shoulder, so I, I'm not really playing a lot now. But um, oh uh. No, I wish. Um, you're going to be able to see some disc golf on the CBS Sports Network later this month. So if you if you have like basic cable and you want to watch disc golf, you can. That has I don't. To be a very small amount of people. No offense. But they, it's all produced, so it's going to be really actually kind of fun to watch. Anyway, as Ron Burgundy would niche. say, I don't niche. believe you. Niche, little niche. Okay, moving right along. Lawn stake ball. At Lawn Stake Ball asks, if the Tigers traded for Shy Sox infielder Danny Mendick at the trade deadline, would you rename the pod after him? Any comments on Mr. Mendick? I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's not a bad name. Um, I don't have any. No. Call the Mendick. I'm sure that's what he was after. The Mendick name. No more, no more comments. No more, no more sharp re- remarks, huh? No, not 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 on no, that one. No, let it let it be. Okay, so I, I guess the answer is no. Sorry, <laughs> just it's gonna uh, take too much work. I think that's what we've come to on this. Yeah, this it's not worth it. Nope. We're not here to anger anyone. Also, Ugh. Nick Castellanos, the namesake of the show, is legitimately yeah. the best player in the National League right now. So why would we go away from that, even if he's not playing for our team? Close enough, you know. If it ain't broke. He's still um, in the Midwest. I mean, come on. Yeah, close enough. We're too lazy. Um, Mrs. Wolford asks, where's Mabin? This, like physically or metaphorically? Uh, it was just followed by four emojis. That's all I have. I don't know. What? Which emojis? I think that'll tell a uh, story. Blue heart, tiger face, baseball, clap. Okay. <laughs> Does that help? I, I do not know where Cameron Maven is right now. I assume he's somewhere in the Detroit metropolitan area. Well, wouldn't he be in? Well, I don't know. Where is he? That's a good question. Is he home? Where's home? Is he working out? I mean, is he... at, at this very moment, at the very moment, which each listener is listening to this. I mean, who can say? Am I my Maven's keeper? I don't know. I think you are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, which is at Fopakjack, asks, what if there's a crone shortage in Detroit? Is this a play on words for the coin shortage? I I mean, that would make sense. When did this come in? Was this was this as prescient as it sounds? I don't. This is August 11. That's well, yesterday, I guess. So is that what you mean? Yeah. Like, was this before there was an actual crone shortage? Oh, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Good job, Chris. Either way. Regardless. Um, Michael Litzner asks, we didn't really answer that. Uh, 
What if uh, we'd find another first baseman is the answer. Uh, Michael Listener asks, do you see the Fulmer-Norris opener combo sticking around after this season? Yes, I want it to. I don't. Under- you like this. I don't understand why we insist on making Daniel Norris a regular starting pitcher. He's good for three or four innings. Let him do that. Combine that with somebody like Michael Fulmer. Yeah. Boom. There you go. It worked with yeah, Verhagen get creative. last year. There is no reason that we need a starting pitcher to start, go six, and then hand it off to the bullpen. That is very old-fashioned, yep. and we don't have to do that. Very old-fashioned. Kick off the clogs. Let's go. Modernize. Yeah, okay. John Fine asks, can you sing us a song? Go for it. No, that, I'm sure it was directed towards you. I'm almost positive it's not, as previously stated. Not a big music guy. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, I could sing sing a song. We'll, we'll uh, David, yeah, good. David Novashevich ski. Sure. David, no, it's Polish. Do you know any Polish? Not, Polish. I don't, I don't speak Shevitz. casual Polish. No, if, that, if that's da- what you're asking. David asks. Davo. Is Eric happy or sad? The Newcastle takeover didn't happen. Sad. Sad. Uh, riffing off of last week's power rankings, have either of you watched the Taco Chronicles on Netflix? Have you watched this? I haven't. Have you? No. Oh. Okay. He says, if not, you should. Okay. Thank you, David. Before we skip over this whole Newcastle thing, yeah, it is obvi- obviously from a sport perspective, it is a bummer for you guys that you don't have just silly money floating into the club. But yeah. I- I don't know how I would have felt as a Newcastle fan if the Saudi money had come in. Just all the terrible things that they have done trying to sport wash all of that away. I'm, you know, obviously the Glazers so, are, are no saints. Go ahead. I am emotionally distant enough from my rooting interest in that club to be like, yeah, I just I just want the money. Okay. That, like, that's, I have that's a strong fair. sense of morality, but... I'm willing to to set that aside for, you know, amusement in this context. That's fair. That's fair. No, I I, I think it's probably horrible on my part, but I still wanted it. So. <laughs> little little morality slippage for some sports. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, if, Just if ask college sports. If they're bringing <laughs> in killing Mbappe. You can you can look the other way on today. <laughs> yeah, I could peek through some fingers, you know, see what's going on. Sadly, All right. Um, sadly, it's going to be more of your boy John Joe. Oh, ugh. he looks like Caillou out there. Sure. Just kicking them around. Okay. Uh, Pizza Slayer, Jay Slaw, asks, which current Tiger would be the best to play Mike Piazza's part in this Baywatch clip? And he proceeds to link a Baywatch clip with 2.8 million views. And basically, I, I, it was so painful, I couldn't even watch it. It's basically Mike Piazza on a beach who interacts with one of the Baywatch characters, they save some bikini girl from drowning. And then like he walks away arm in arm with the drowning almost victim. Yeah. And before that, he's just like randomly taking practice hacks on the beach. Yeah. And yeah, the whole thing was a mess. I mean, it's a, it's a heck of a clip. It's, it's a clip. Thank you for sharing. I don't know who I could see. Um, maybe Jacoby is the only person yes. with enough oxy to do it. Yes, definitely. In which tiger would be struggling in the water? Gordon Beckham. <laughs> Gordo. 
Okay, last question. Oh, uh, high school Tim, Tim in the North asks, this is a regional reference I think I have here. It's early August and it's a crisp night at the Drent Grove. This is this is a softball field where I where like church league softball happened when I was a, a youth. The summer so title is on the line ago. a long time ago. You can substitute one current tiger into your lineup. Who do you pick and why? Okay, so you need a ringer for your softball team. Who are you taking? Jared Saltalamachia. What? Why? You're not you're telling me that Salty doesn't hit a bomb every time he comes to the plate in slow pitch softball. Okay, I can see it. Before his injury, I would have taken like a guy like Crone. Yeah. You yeah. know, just a same idea. Slugger. John Hicks. <laughs> yeah. John Hicks always seemed to be fifteen years older than he actually was. Which is perfect for for softball on a Monday night, I suppose. I think that's all I got. That's the questions. Thank you for the questions, but make them better next time. Please. <laughs> I was just about to say that the questions were pretty good this time. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I even weeded out a couple some, questions some need to be weeded out. That's that's just yeah. the nature of the beast. And that's why I've delegated it to you, because quite frankly, I don't. If want you to. didn't make it this week, do better. Yeah. Just get good. This is a meritocracy. <laughs> it is. Uh, so anyway, um, that is all we have for you guys tonight. Um, yeah, it's been a fun show. It's been a fun week like this, this whole, uh, baseball season. There's, there's so much crap going on in the rest of the mm -hmm. world. Like the tigers are doing well. Remember that, like soak yeah. it in. This is, this is fun stuff. Even if inevitably it'll, it'll, you know, fade and the, the broadcasting's not great. Like <laughs> the broadcast. take, take a little joy. In the tigers wherever you can find it exactly and if that means muting mute just you know the taking the visuals yeah. or listen on the radio the radio is beautiful however you can find a way to enjoy yourself these days is good absolutely if you want to get in touch with the show you can on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at eric wayne's brain nailed it and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, we are at Podcastianos and at Jordinio4. Do you have an Instagram account? No. Okay. Well, wait, I do. It's, it's, um, I don't know what it is. I think it's Eric's Wayne's brain. Yeah, I don't do anything with it. Sorry. Uh, and I don't, I don't have any good zoo photos. So what use am I? Yeah. Well, there's, the, you have a zoo in your town. There's one in what, like Battle Creek, and there's one here. Get yourself to a zoo. Okay. Yeah. I'll get into Zoom Twitter or a Zoo. Yeah, I should have I should have done UP Zoo pictures, but the time's passed. Yeah, the time is passed. I I love captive wildlife as much as the next guy. So. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 